0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Uh, Hopefully this is working. It wasn't working when I was doing the intro, Um, but hopefully my mic works. Let me know in the chat, please give me a five by five in the chat. If it's working, if we got mic output going on, if you guys can hear me, uh, that would be really cool. So I can hear it on my end. I just don't know what's going on with you guys. So uh, today we're going to be talking about Starship, of course, because there's a lot of stuff happening at Starbase the booster has been moved back booster 10 has been moved back to the production facility where it'll undergo maintenance it'll undergo uh a test uh like a bunch of tests so it'll be ready for flight um in the next uh, we'll talk about that a little bit because it might be a little bit sound coming through star traveler 29 thank you so much for that also happy new year everybody happy new year i hope you're doing great and you had a great holiday and we're going to be doing more of these live streams this year. So that's my commitment to you. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we're going to be doing a live stream at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. So please stay tuned and tune in every Tuesday and Thursday. So I haven't done live streams in a long time, but I really love them so much. So I'm going to continue doing them um, just so we can, we can continue uh, with Starship updates with each other and hang out. So uh, that being said, uh, let's get into it. Booster 10 move back to the production facility will undergo any sort of refurbishment. They're going to check out all the piping, all the tubes, all the engines, things that happened during the static fire test and what, you know, when they, when they did some uh, cryo fueling and cryo filling and fuel filling and stuff like that. So, uh, booster 10 back to the production facility, the ship, uh, we're not sure if it's going to be moving back. Hey, what's up, Debs? How you doing? So, uh. The great thing is the ship has been static fired. everything looks great with the ship, and not a hundred percent sure what they're going to be doing with this thing because there's a few options here that SpaceX could do um, and we'll talk about that in a little bit too. Debs, thanks for the super chat. Thank you uh, i don 't know if I have my alerts on. Ooh, I hope I do because if so, oh oh debs, i don't think I got my alerts. <laughs> I'm in trouble. New Year. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. Let's see if I can get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's see if I can get it in here. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. I think I messed it up. So uh the ship <clears throat> the ship, nice uh nice uh voice there. The ship is moving, possibly moving back to production field city, but we're not a hundred percent sure about that because the ship has been static fired. Uh, successfully numerous times. And it looks like SpaceX is just moving on with the booster at this point. They're going to check out all the plumbing, make sure everything was great. And, um, you know, that's, like I said, back in the production facility and the ship, they might just leave it where it is and do some um, preliminary testing with it there. Because there could have been some tile damage. There could have been something, you know, kind of shaken loose. So they have thousands of sensors in the ship and the booster and both of those were uh they collected data from both of those during these tests and they know what could be wrong and what's absolutely right right now so spacex is going to do what they got to do to get this um flight ready for ift3 there we go Debs. what about that (laughs) so if you super chat super sticker become a member anything like that you get a Starship launch uh, with your name on it. So thank you so much for that, Debs. I appreciate that. You're going to get two Starship launches. Two and a half. Let's do two and a half. So we're going to stage separation. Um, Maybe not a booster landing because he did uh, the two and a half. So or it was one and a half. So you get two and a half, whatever. Um, But we're just going to have a fun time today. This stream is chill. We're, you know, we're talking like, uh, you know, just hang out. We're just hanging out talking about Starship. So. Right now, it looks like booster's good, ship's good, and they're going to be doing the preliminary test, like I said. So what do they do? They check out the plumbing. Uh, they check out everything inside, make sure everything is structurally sound before they do the flight, IFT3 flight. And there are some things after what the booster did today, when it moved back to the production facility, that they have to do with the whole system. The system is huge. Ground systems, booster, ship, etc. You have to do everything, and um, they're going to be doing that within the next possible month-ish, you know, just to do the checkouts of those things. So what we're going to do now is take a look at um, there's a there was a booster uh, firing on August 28th. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna go back in time a little bit. So August 28th, 2023. Right? We have August 28, 2023 booster static fire. August, and then we go September, October, November till the liftoff of Starship. Right here. So this is just from you know from SpaceX. In, in Nove- It's like November, like mid-November. So August, end of August to middle of November. So like four-ish months between the booster static fire. And the actual ship launch, uh, the full launch of IFT two, right? So we know that they were working with the FAA closely, the incident report between IFT one and IFT two. So IFT one, we know it didn't go very well at all. You know, like they collected a lot of data. Sure. They did, but they didn't really get as far as, uh, what a lot of people expected myself, I was expecting them to make it past the pad. Uh, stage separation. I was hoping that they would get past stage separation and I was hoping they would do a soft landing of the booster in uh, the Gulf of Mexico, but that didn't happen. (laughs) Everything kind of blew up, right? So um, the liftoff is wonderful, you know? Uh, It's a great shot from SpaceX, um, but when it came to stage separation, everything kind of went kablooey. So um, at that point, there was another uh at ift2 like once it it all went boom uh another incident report was drawn up and from spacex spacex does that they do the incident report they send it over to the faa the faa uh basically sends a memo back saying "Okay, okay if you do these things and they are acceptable and you show that you've done these things we will uh tell you that it's okay to fly the starship, the IFT3 ship. But if there's any sort of modifications to the flight, which we'll get into as well, if there's any sort of modifications, SpaceX has to tell the FAA that these modifications are happening and then the FAA will approve them for those modifications as well. And there's one thing that's pretty interesting about the next this next flight and we could talk about that in a, in a minute, but it's a really interesting part of this flight and it's part of NASA's Artemis program too. Um, and that is the, uh, propellant transfer that may be happening in the starship during this flight. And we've been notified a couple times, uh, from people within the industry and within, uh, SpaceX that it's more than likely happening, um, unless something drastic happens between the IFT two and IFT three flights that more than likely, SpaceX will be shifting their focus towards Artemis and not just what they need to do, which is um, launch these things, you know, get it to work, basically. So everything they need to do for Artemis, uh, they're going to start doing. And the IFT3 mission, if it's a propellant transfer, uh, which is part of the Artemis program, because they have to set a ship to, the, uh, to Earth's orbit. And when they send the ship to the Earth's orbit, it has to refuel, has to dock and refuel so part of that is uh part of the artemis program right so once they they dock with a booster uh, a tanker i should say uh then they do a propellant transfer load and then they send them off to the to the moon they do the propellant transfer load numerous times we're kind of like in between what elon said which is four or five and then what a s what a nasa employee said uh nasa representative said which is like 17. so <laughs> anywhere between like five and 17 um we're, we're rolling right there so um propellant transfer i mean elon knows more of the systems um than anybody at nasa so i'm assuming that he would know how many transfer uh, propellant transfers will happen but the thing is elon isn't always the best at knowing exactly what's going to happen like this is in best case scenario four you know and this could be you know once they master the technology it could get down to four you know eventually you know years down the line it could get down to four propellant transfers but right now uh, they they don't know about boil off how much boil off there's gonna it's gonna happen in space due to radiation and due to the sun's energy and all sorts of other things so because you can't control um you know how much uh propellant is going to leak basically um so Yeah, so at this point, Elon says four, four or five or whatever. And then, you know, the the NASA engineers and people that represent us at NASA say, "Eh, it's probably more like 20, 17 to 20. So probably the first couple times, I'm assuming 17 to 20, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe 10 ish, but they're going to do a propellant transfer within the starship for IFT3. So propellant transfer within tanks within starship. So don't know exactly how that looks. We'll have to get more information from SpaceX about like what they're actually doing and how this actually works. But there's a bunch of speculation out there and I don't want to speculate more because nobody really knows what's going to happen until SpaceX. Uh, basically, probably going to be like a few days before the launch. They're going to be like, hey, we're going to do this cool thing. And then when they do this, when they talk about it, that's when everybody will know about, you know, the speculation and who was right and who was wrong or whatever. So we don't know. Basically, is what I'm saying is like nobody really knows until spacex says something we can guess but eh, you know it's it's fun to guess and it's fun to you know speculate but you never know you never know what they're gonna do so um yeah marina what's up uh roberto what's up too um there's no clearance from the faa rick yep yeah and there's no launch yeah there's no faa clearance yeah you're right Um, cool t-shirt thanks Debs yeah this is our um, starshipshirts.com 33 raptor engine booster shirt check it out starshipshirts.com we'll go over that a little bit later as well so um, yeah we'll talk about that a little bit later too so it's been as I was saying August 28th so about four months between the last static fire and of ift2 and the actual launch of ift2 so four months four months and of course some of that was you know they had to figure out what's going on with uh the faa and there was a environmental study and everything so that was a long time to do to get through all that stuff right it could have taken maybe a month if all that stuff wasn't part of it so there are environmental groups right now trying to challenge SpaceX and uh you know and the FAA about the environmental impacts of Starbase which is a really weird thing because um you got to think about like where they're coming from too like the environmental groups are they're right in ways okay so and I, and I want to be play devil's advocate for both sides because, hey, Etsy Davis, thanks, man. New Year's, new donkeys. Yeah, baby, there we go. We got our donkeys. Uh, what if I switched to Starbucks? Would you guys freak out? Because it's been years. It's been years of Duncan only. Um, so there is, there is two sides of this story, right? And we're going to talk about this a little bit, but I don't want to make this all about the environmental impact because I want to talk about the Starship. Um, So there are environmental groups right now that are, that are, suing the FAA and suing spacex about the environmental damage that is occurring at starbase um and they think there's environmental damage but the um you know the FAA and the uh uh, the fish and wildlife uh department said "Eh, it's not really doing any damage so the environmental groups are going to continue to sue repeatedly just to like stop spacex from doing this they don't like big industry coming into um, this endangered species habitat, which I totally understand. You know, if you're, if you are somebody that loves nature, I love nature. I think it's great. I take walks in nature all the time. Um, And the part of it that I don't understand is that if there are government bodies in place to help us out, to show that, SpaceX isn't doing anything really bad to the uh, environment down there, then there's a possibility also that um, you know that that, that they're right. You know that SpaceX and the environmental agencies are right. So I don't think the environmentalists have really anything to stand on at this point. I think what they're going to be doing, it's just like fighting an endless battle trying to like I don't know they're 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 just fighting this battle with SpaceX that I don't know if they can do anything about it. I don't know if they could if they could get the you know get them to stop doing what they're doing because they can't like there's no way they're gonna stop them at this point. so um yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a battle for them, but also who knows you know who knows what's gonna happen in the future. So they might come up with like a really sound strategy to be like, hey, by the way, uh this other thing's happening. And it's crazy, you know, like SpaceX is doing these, these wild things down there at Starbase. But there's also a a part of it uh, that I think SpaceX is just going to win. So, so it's cool. You know, there's part of me that's just like, dude, just launch this rocket, you know, (laughs) just get it over with those people, you know, like, I don't know. Like, and there's also like, there's also uh, there's environmentalists, but there's also people that are native to that land that want to use that land on times that SpaceX closes it down and they have all the right to the beach because it's a, it's a protected place where, you know, their ancestors had, um, you know, they had ceremonies there and they also have ceremonies there. So of course it's going to be a really important and special thing to them. And I understand that. I totally understand that, but also I want to go to Mars. And I know everybody else is probably watching this. Wants us to go to Mars, <laughs> so there's part of me that's just like, ah, oh, man. If they could just figure out a way to, you know, f- you know, when things happen there, you know, uh, could they just go like, could they just tell SpaceX in advance, be like, hey, on Thursday this thing's gonna happen. If SpaceX could be like, yeah, we're gonna wait till Friday to do our testing. Then makes sense, right? It makes sense. So they're, they're suing the pants off the FAA and SpaceX for this stuff, but I think SpaceX is going to overall going to, um, win out on this one. So back to the four months thing, four months, it took about four months to get from IFT2 testing to IFT2 flight. And I want you to take a look at this too. There's, uh. On the SpaceX Twitter feed, or sorry, X feed, um, December 20th full duration, static fire with all six Raptors for the ship. So ship 26, um, you know, full duration, uh, six Raptor engines, and then slow motion view of six engine static fire on the 20th. Pretty cool. That's a couple days ago. That's like a week ago. So if we go by everything that spacex is doing now oh they also had a a a single static fire a couple days ago too so this is another drone view on the 20th of the static fire and then we have a couple screenshots of it and then december 29th we had the super heavy 33 raptor engines ahead of flight three so when they did the 33 raptor engine test for uh ift2 they said that not all thirty-three engines fired. It was thirty-one engines fired during that test. So, if that's any indication, the SpaceX may be spending some more time testing in during IFT two compared to IFT three, and they're testing those two engines or doing a swap out or whatever. Then IFT three looks like it's like they're figuring everything out at breakneck speeds, like ridiculous amount of speed that they do compared to any other space flight company ever. Like if you watch the McGregor streets, uh, uh, yeah, from, um, like NASA space flight, it's insane how many engines they test every day. I think they do like 20 engine tests a day and every day, you know, something new happens and something like something wild is happening. And all of those engines are going to go onto a starship. So, that's it's unheard of that they do that many Raptor engine tests. So if something's happened to any of these engines, they're going to know about it in the next couple days, maybe. Uh, pro- They'll probably know about it by the end of today, to be honest with you. And then all they have to do is ship in a new engine. If they, you know, or if they don't already have one on, you know, in stock, I guess would be the best way to put it at the production facility. So if they, um, you know, if they get to a point where, they can just look at all the systems, look at all the plumbing. And there's another cool thing that may happen to the ship, which we're going to talk about other than the liquid transfer or the uh, propellant transfer. But there's another cool thing that we may see, but I don't think it's going to happen. But it's kind of out there. Um, So, and it really is a thing that I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't think it's going to happen, but it'd be really cool if it did. Um, But if... If they fired all 33 Raptor engines on the booster and everything was fine, they just have to like make sure everything's tight, check out all the systems real quick, do a quick like scrub and then move it back to the launch site, stack it up. Let's go. Um, but the ship on the other hand, this thing, this thing right here, this is a, this is a, um, interesting thing. Let's see if we can find a shot of it. I don't know if they have a shot of it. Yeah, August 28th. No, this is August 25th. Yeah, that's back there. So uh, I was trying to find a good shot of it from their X account, but there's a spot on the ship that they may load Starlink satellites in there. Um, But I don't think they're going to. Let me know in the comments or the chat if you think they're going to do a Starlink... Um, load into this, and if they do a starlink load, will they do a starlink load and try to propel them out into space if they get up there just to kind of like woo us all, or will they just leave them in there as a you know as a test to see if they can actually? carry Starlinks and it's not going to mess up the telemetry and a trajectory of the rocket and if they can because it's like that's how they're going to make their money they're going to shoot hundreds of these Starlink satellites off at once within the Starship so with their Pez dispenser program and if they can do that they can like if they could figure that out early like like IFT5 if even if it's IFT5 they can continue working through the NASA stuff alongside the Starlink stuff so if everything's nominal and they're in space and they get past stage separation and everything's good nothing blew up and the booster is back in the gulf of mexico and they do have a starlink or two like station like positioned in the ship uh could they just hit the button and launch it out into space and just see what happens you know like see if it works um we would have to so what we would get is we would we would have some Uh, Information about that, probably Uh, SpaceX launching an an FCC approved Starlink satellite from an FCC approved Starship. So I haven't seen any documentation. I've been checking the FCC, you know, everything. I haven't seen anything that really shows that they're positively going to test this out. So at this point, it's all speculation. We don't know if it's actually going to happen. Could they load it in and not launch it out? Sure, like a dummy, yeah, like a like a weight, like a, a Starlink that's like that just doesn't transmit. Yeah, sure, they could do that, and then they could, you know, if the ship actually makes it to uh, Hawaii, then they don't have to recover it. It's going to sink anyway, so they wouldn't really lose anything other than a test Starlink, like just a dummy Starlink, so or few, you know, two or three or whatever. But also, why risk the NASA mission? with a starlink mission also so if they get the propellant transfer done do one thing at a time you know uh get that taken care of nasa is paying them billions of dollars to build starship so why would they risk that with a starlink launch it doesn't make a lot of sense spacex is risky in ways but also they also know that they have a big business to run right so um Yeah. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a wild kind of ride this time because unless we know, you know, what's happening beforehand, if there's any FCC thing, you know, any documentation dropped before the launch, we're going to know, but up until then, it's just people, you know, hoping and wishing for this to happen because there's no, um, there's no documentation as far as I know. Um, Uh, Sentinel says, yeah, or just simulate the deploy sequence without satellites just to get some data on their mechanism. Yeah, that would be great. Um, so simulate that. So the other, the other thing about that, I thought about that a little bit. Uh, the simulation would be, you know, like, could they go through the software uh, without hardware attached, you know, make sure that the software works, which would be a huge step forward. Um, also could they do uh, a fake ejection? You know, could they open up the door just to see if the door works in space? Yeah, that would be perfect. But, and then have the mechanism move as well uh, to kind of shoot them out into space. That would be great too. But would they risk that much of the mission in case it doesn't go right? Like if it gets stuck, like if it gets stuck out, you know, like the mechanism gets stuck and then they can't do the transfer, the propellant transfer, maybe it'll be a two part mission. Maybe the propellant transfer will happen first, and they're like, oh, we finished this mission. So our secondary mission. We're gonna have whatever. The booster landing is part of the mission. That's part one. Uh well, I guess stage separation, hot firing. Um, and then we could have um then we could have uh booster landing, ship gets to space, uh starts its orbital uh you know uh, orbital fuel transfer, gets that done. And then maybe they can do the Starlink thing. That might be an option, but I don't know. I think it, it, I think having extra things in the ship while it's flying in space might be a little bit too much. So, I, and I'm I'm just like playing devil's advocate here. I don't know. So these are just things that I like that I can't sleep because I think of them. Like I'll go to I'll go to I'll lay down to bed. And I'm like, ooh, Starlinks flying out of a starship. You know and I'm like, when is that going to happen? I think it's too early though. I think it's too early. I think they're going to wait a couple more flights for this um, because they do have to get everything right within these next like six flights. But if they can start making money with starship, that's what really matters, right? Like if they can start making way more money with way more Starlinks almost immediately, that would be fantastic. I mean, even if they do like a 10 star link transfer, um, that would be wild. So um, let's see. Um, I can easily see them loading dummy satellites and then test the PES mechanism and door system. Why not? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Average Joe, I agree with you. Like, I see that, that like such a value that that could bring to this flight and a value that it can bring to the next flight. Because if they can do that like a dummy setup, this flight with no FCC or anything involved um, and just let them burn up on their way back in. That would be wonderful. And then the next flight, they can actually get real Starlinks. They could talk to the FCC. They can get clearance, and then they could get these things out there. They could start launching hundreds of satellites while they're doing all the other, um, you know, testing or what, you know, as long as they do it, um, uh, as long as they do it safely. And, you know, SpaceX is, of course, very dramatic, (laughs) with their testing like they're like not to be dramatic but like spacex is like totally dramatic with their testing they they're just they're they're way ahead of the curve for everybody else so of course they're probably going to try something a little bit this time and maybe they might not tell anybody beforehand maybe they'll be like hey you know we had some Starlinks in there and we were just testing them but more than likely uh the communications team over at spacex are going to be like hey We're doing these cool things, be part of it, which is really great. So I think that's one of the things that, um, you know, that SpaceX does really great is they involve us all, which is really cool. So this December 29th static fire right here, this one, oh, that's really loud. Um, if this went off without a hitch, if that was perfect, then it seems like, and I'm speculating here that... They would have to do some very minimal refurbishment if they need to, and they would have to basically check all the systems and then move the ship, move the booster back to the launch pad. And we have a whole thing here. Um, so that being said, the highway four road closures for January 3rd and January 4th, this is probably going, these ones are probably going to be, um, I got to scroll down here a little bit so you can see it, but these are probably going to be canceled. So the 3rd and the 4th are probably not going to move anything because they're alternate dates. Um, and the temporary uh, road closure for Highway 4 January 2nd, uh, that's what happened today. So, yeah, so I don't think these next road closures are going to actually be anything. They they might move the ship. I'm not 100% sure. The ship might just sit there too. So, yeah, so we're gonna we're going to see if that's a thing. So we're going to check that out. And, uh, you know, if, if it's, if they start moving the ship around a little bit, Michael Maxey, thank you so much for letting me know about that because sometimes my audio sounds good on my end and then YouTube picks it up and it's like, Hey, uh, what's going on? So we have a few things. I have a checklist. I made this checklist and, uh, <laughs> I built it in code. So. FT3 flight, they're going to be doing a ground systems and launch pad inspection. So, everything that like leads into the like pushes fuel into and cools down the ship and the booster, they're going to have to do that for the next flight. They're going to inspect the booster like we talked about, inspect the ship like we talked about, ship 28 Starlink load, maybe transport the ship back, yes. Stack for fit check, possible removal if it doesn't fit right. And like some of the systems don't work, we've seen it happen before and they are getting better at what they do. So stack for the fit check. Uh, and if it works cool, put it back together, then they're going to do a wet dress rehearsal after that. They'll load it all up with all the propellant, all the cryogenics, get it ready for flight, everything right until right before the second that it launches and then don't hit the launch button and then they're ready to go. Almost. They have to arm the flight termination system. They have to do a launch ready review, uh, IFT two investigation approval, of course, because that has to be that has to happen uh, due to the FAA final. And then they have to have the uh, final FAA flight approval, and then they have to go for launch. At that point, and that's when we all go crazy. <laughs> that's when we all that's when we all get super pumped when they go for launch. That's when like I get pumped up. I start doing laps. You know, I start going crazy. And, um, yeah, that, so once they're go for launch, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a fever pitch again. So it's going to start ramping up really fast at Starbase in the next week or two. Things are going to go from zero to a million miles an hour as fast as humanly possible. going to have everybody down there that needs to work on this thing and they're going to get it ready as soon as they can, because as far as I know, I don't know if they've re Ref, uh hashed this with um Texas or the FAA but they only have 5 flights from Starbase every year and of course they can work with the FAA to get them uh, get that fixed you know to get it to bump it up but right now they only have 5 so if they can they also have to make sure that the FAA is like cool with these flights too because if there's anything that happens during these investigations that the FAA would deem like extremely irresponsible. They would keep it down at five flights per year and maybe lower it. But if everything goes well, like that's why these initial flights are so important because if they get these right, that's what I was talking about earlier. Like don't risk it, man. Like don't risk it. These initial like five or six flights of starship are so important that they can, they can go back to the FAA and say, Hey, I've been good um can i get can i get some more flights please (laughs) like can we just get some more flights and the fao be like yeah you did really great these first six flights uh yeah okay that's cool let's let's give you 20 or let's give you 10 or whatever and of course spacex needs a hundred flights before they put people in this thing you know so uh artemis is coming up um NASA is not very happy with the progress that SpaceX is making. Like they're happy with it, but they're not a hundred percent happy with it. There's, you know, their um I forgot who it was. Their director of human spaceflight, maybe? At it at NASA or uh, our, I can't remember who it was, but they they went on the record and said, like, hey, yeah, we uh we're We're pulling for them, but they're pretty like we thought it was going to be further along because Elon said that too, you know, in his early talks, he was like, we'll be on Mars by 2024. Easy, easy. Right. Um, And we're going to have people, you know flying around the earth like by 2020 or what, you know? So Elon, Elon, of course it's Elon. And he talks about, he talks a big game sometimes. And I love the guy for what he's done, but he does have a very optimistic, I'm going to be very, very nice to him, but he has a very optimistic um, outlook on the future. And his outlook is always well, well before the things actually happen. So uh, I, I would love to have, like had a ride in a starship by now when they, when they announced it back in the day, the BFG or whatever it was, what was it called? The BFR, yeah, the BFR, um, would just look like this massive weird rocket that looked like kind of like a, uh, like a colony ship almost <laughs> from like, from like uh Battlestar Galactica. So the, uh, yeah, the, the starship is it's coming along, you know, but 2025, 2026, maybe Artemis, probably 2027, according to NASA. So um, the axiom spacesuits need to be built still. And like, yeah, there's just, it's just a lot, you know, like whenever, whenever a company says we can do something by X amount of time, they're never right. Like I don't think anyone's ever delivered on time in the spaceflight industry, to be honest with you. Like they're always like, hey, yeah, we can, we can fly by 2010, you know, And then by 2020, they're like, yeah, we need another five years. SpaceX, of course, is not old space. We know this. We know this. So you give them a little bit of, give them a little bit of something, you know, because they working hard and, you know, they work fast. They work really, really fast. Iterative design. Like I did it my whole life. I'm a web developer. I know this stuff, front-end developer. You work really fast, things don't go well, and then you fix them. That's how it works. And that's what SpaceX does compared to old space, which is... Uh, Somebody like Blue Origin who builds the whole rocket. And then they're like, we're done. (laughs) Like, and then we're just going to fly all these rockets all the time. SpaceX is like, Hey, we're done with our first one. Uh, It's going to blow up. Second one's going to blow up. Third one, probably going to blow up. Fourth one, maybe he's going to blow up. I don't know, but whatever it blows up, we're going to fix it for the next one. So it's a really, it's a really public way to launch a rocket like somebody like blue origin shrouded in mystery, you know, and they, you know, they don't, they don't mean to be, it's just that they're working, you know, like they're in a giant warehouse working on this rocket. They don't have time to like do tours. They don't have a media team. Like why would they have like a, a big media team doing, you know, like watching somebody like crank a wrench, you know, even though that's cool. I, I totally get it. I know why SpaceX does it, but, and you know SpaceX does do the the media stuff really well, but also there's YouTube channels out there that are very interested in SpaceX because it's really accessible. Like they didn't build Starship in a factory um, mainly because they didn't have a factory to build a Starship in. They're just like we're just going to build this giant stainless steel thing and see what <laughs> you know see what happens, and it worked out pretty well. Like their engineers are amazing because it worked out well, you know. So yeah i think there's two different ways to do it and i think that the way that spacex is doing it of course is my favorite way because i get to watch it and it's really crazy but um there's other companies out there that are doing it differently so (laughs) so i don't know average joe thank you so much for the for the super i really appreciate that man uh ship needs some tile repair and lifting point removal wonder if they will do that on pad or at production site sentinel i yeah, I, th- I think that's true. Yeah. I think that the tile repair, of course, um, it's going to happen. I don't know exactly where they're going to do it, but it doesn't seem like they're going to move it. Um, cause I don't know if they need to move it for that because they have cranes and they have people lifters, you know, um, I don't think they need to move it all the way back to the production site. And if they do, it'll be probably next week. Once they get the booster done with the refurbishments and stuff. So yeah, um, Great podcast. Thanks, Average Joe. I appreciate that. Uh, At the same time, though, the problem is that they only granted the contract in 2021. It was way too late for a 2024, or 2025 launch on A3. Yeah, I I agree. I doubt anyone else would be further along. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that one. Totally. You got to wonder, will Starship Flight 3 be before Valentine's Day? So, Andrew, funny thing, this channel's anniversary is on Valentine's Day. Uh, It was a podcast. So this, like there's a whole history behind this and, uh, I've talked about it before. This channel's four years old or something like that. The show's like four years old. Um, so I started a podcast with just a phone and some headphones in, you know, four years ago in 2019, um, February 14th, 2019, I went to an observatory in the mountains of Pennsylvania and got inspired. Um, I was, a, you know, I, I'm an amateur astronomer. I've been doing this for a really long time. I had this giant telescope, um, that I had trucked down to this observatory and I spent the night there. And when I was there, I was like the wonders of the universe need to be shared. <laughs> you know? So I started a podcast. I had no idea what I was doing, you know? And so I started it like an audio podcast. I started talking about it and this it's the anniversary. Valentine's day is the anniversary, February 14th, every year. So Hopefully everyone's here for that. And if you're not here for that, um, if you're not subscribed, uh, please, you know, hit the sub button and also the like button really helps too, because that, you know, gets the signal out to everybody else. But if you want to come back for Valentine's day, hit that subscribe button so we can hang out together again. We can have these sort of discussions. Um, every show says, I remember the first iterations looked like dented cans of baked beans. It was bad. Yeah, it was bad. It was real bad. Um, hoppy was really cool. Like hoppy was sort of the, um, when I saw hoppy fly for the first time, um, I was stunned. Like, I didn't know what to think. I think I have like a live stream of it somewhere. I think I do like way back in the archives. So yeah, check that out too. I have an audio, uh, podcast of this too. So check out spacex news pod for the audio podcast uh this will go up on there too if you want to listen to it later um so now starbase is called gateway to mars um i think it's going to still be starbase it'll it's sort of like the name of it will be starbase the gateway to mars i think something like that i think that would be cool but i think it'll always be starbase though but i do like the new gateway to mars sign as starbase that's pretty sick um Valentine's Day will be the IFT3 post-launch review. Ooh, that'll be cool. When you saw Hoppy, you cried. I kind of did, Devs. I'm like all up in my feelings with these things all the time. You know, it's a it's a thing that, like, this has always been a passionate um, endeavor for me. Uh, not just the channel, but spaceflight in general and, you know, human exploration. It's just the wonder of, like, how we do things that we do. Like, how people do the things that we do. So I'm just blown away by so much stuff. I don't even know what this tab is. Oh, that's our shirts. <laughs> I was like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Oh yeah. That's my shirt. Um, somebody mentioned NC Davis. I think you mentioned it earlier that you had it on. Somebody had the shirt on. So I was like, if you want to go check it out, uh, Starshipshirts.com, you can get the same Raptor shirt, 20% off right now. Um, we're doing like a end of the year, uh, early 2024 blow out 20% off sale. So many colors black we got kelly green we got red whatever you want pink we got if you want a pink (laughs) and we ship everywhere any color you want any size you want up to 4x i don't think we do 5x anymore yeah not available so we do any color up to five up to 4x and they get a little bit more expensive the bigger you make the shirt but that's just a thing that we do um then we have a uh mars deimos and phobos men's space uh t-shirt and that's really cool one too i gotta get myself one of these because those that's just a cool shirt too just looks neat so yeah check it out check it out we have a bunch of stuff so yeah just check check it out if you can if you have like if you want buy something for a loved one or like for yourself if you want to just show support for the show too it's just it helps us out tremendously like all the super chats, all the super stickers and like memberships to the channel dude i don't even know how much, you know, how much that helps, but it helps, it helps so much. Like I, I, I should say, I can't even express how much it helps for your, with your support, like that we can do this because of you and our hottest selling shirt is the shirt that I'm wearing actually, which is, this is a women's shirt too. We have women's gear. So we have the women's version. We have the men's version. We have hats, the stage zero hat, which is all black, It's black on black, which is pretty sweet. Um, and then we're also live on Twitch, so if you want to watch on Twitch, uh, go over to twitch.com slash space news We don't have any you know, like, I, this is my first real stream on Twitch so um, just kind of chilling over there. But we have a lot of stuff so, yeah, this is the, this is another cool one that Neil, uh, Neil made these designs. Raptor, clever girl, you get it? Jurassic Park and also Raptor engines. F- pretty freaking sweet, dude. Like, that's a great shirt. What a smart dude. Neil is a awesome guy. I love Neil to death. And he makes some really crazy design, like cool designs. So this is also a really fun one, which I might grab one of those two. So anyway, I don't want to make this all about like selling t-shirts because that's weird <laughs> because we're here to talk about starships. We're here to talk about starships, but El Hungaro, thank you so much for the super chat. So also uh, every Tuesday and Thursday, I'm going to start doing these streams again because I just love to do them. And I think it's fun to be with you guys. I just think it's cool, man. We can have a good conversation about this stuff and we can talk about things. And uh, we also have a poll in our chat right now. When will Starship IFT3 launch? 49% say January and then 41% February. And then there's some for March, 7 for March and 3% for April. Um, so I don't think it's going to launch in January. I think they're going to, I think they have too much work to do. And they're, they are getting faster, you know, like they're getting faster what they do. So I think this will be the first time that they get everything done in about a month before a relaunch. Uh, but I think after this, like they're not going to do any work on the plumbing or any sort of like ground systems other than things that absolutely need to be fixed. But I don't think they're going to upgrade anything or like go, you know, like tear down the old... Uh, the old tankers or anything like that. Not yet. They're going to continue to work on that stuff as they do everything in concert. So while they're fixing the booster, they could be fixing the ship. And while they're fixing the ship, they could also be, you know, they're working with the FAA. So all these things are working at the same time. So if they do get a launch by the middle of January, like I put a placeholder live stream for the middle of January because there's a there's a there is a possibility that they get done in a few weeks. So uh, of course that's like subject to change, as they say. Um, so the you know any flight time is like anything can happen. Um, I was talking to one of my friends, and if if you're going to go to the Starship launch when they do announce it, just please take a take a second because um, it's going to be it's going to be, um, possible delays. You know, they might delay it a day or two. So book your hotel and flights accordingly, because if they announce it for, if they announce it for January 15th, you know, just in particular, they say, okay, 15th, we're going to fly this thing, get down there on the 14th, get set up, you know, get ready for the flight. Um, but also book your, book your room for like, uh, more days, like make a vacation out of it. You know, if they say they're going to fly on the 15th, expect them to possibly fly on the 17th or 18th. So if you're going to fly down or go down to Boca Chica and watch this, it's going to be, you know, there's, there's a possibility. It might take a couple extra days. So just, you know, save up a little bit extra money and get the room for a couple extra days. So I don't know. January seems it's optimistic. And I like to be optimistic about these things because I want it to launch so bad. (laughs) It's like, dude, I want it to just go, man. It's so fun. Yeah. It's so, so fun when these things launch. So I'm just, I'm ready for it to launch. Um, So I'm going to wind down the stream here for in a minute, but I want to say, you know, like, I want to see if you guys have any ideas. Like, when do you think it's going to launch for real? Do you think it's going to launch like middle of January? You think it's going to launch in February because our poll says, most people say like half say January, 41% say February 7% say March 4% say April. Do you think the FAA is just going to hold them up again? Cause that's a real possibility. If SpaceX sent them some information, which nobody knows what happened, all the data that happened that SpaceX sent the FAA, nobody knows what that is. And SpaceX may be like, "Mm, we did something pretty bad, but we can fix it. You know? Um, so the FAA might be the, might be the choke point here. Um, Middle of February, Star Traveler 29 says end of January, Newbro says that. Phil says yes, average Joe early to mid February. Of course, I'm guessing. Yeah, we're all kind of guessing at this point. We're all kind of guessing. So but according to the data that we had from you know, from this static fire, August 29th, going all the way up to the full flight um in November. So Starship Stacked, you know, September 30th. Team continues to work with the FA on a launch license, September 30th. Um, so, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a wild, like, next couple weeks. But I think it's going to go so fast. I think it's going to go so fast. You know, people are going to go into hyper mode at Starbase in the next three to four days. You know, I think this next week is going to show how fast if the booster moves back, like there's no road closures. So there's no road closures that we know of because SpaceX doesn't really have, they didn't really do all the physical checks for the booster yet. They have to get it in the Bay, which they've done today, but we don't have any more uh, road closures until like, that was it. Like the January 2nd one was the last road closure. I have the January 3rd and 4th, of course for the maybe temporary road closure, but, um, right now, it doesn't seem like they have an idea of when they'll either move the ship back or move the booster back to the thing or to the pad. So, um, yeah, I think, I just think the next week is going to be super crucial for timelines. Uh, and then we're going to get to the first week, you know, by, uh, the ninth. So next Tuesday, if they move the booster back to the launch pad by next Tuesday, we might be able to get a launch by like the 15th or 16th because if the booster goes back and they did the starship the ship um in concert with the booster being fixed uh or refurbished or checked out or whatever then they could stack it and get ready do a propellant test you know do a, a, a full stack test and then or wet dress rehearsal and then within a few days, uh, flight termination system, FAA comes through, it's ramping up really fast. So if the booster goes back, we know it's going to be real soon. So that being said, um, I don't know, man, we have, we have some We have some time to think about this but thursday uh, if there's any more information stay tuned make sure to subscribe to the channel of course we have a couple new subs today so thank you for that everybody um and also uh, we have a patreon patreon.com space news pod you can join for as little as a dollar per month and you can join the space cadets cosmo crew galaxy gang or become a member on youtube um with this very cool old video from my old uh, studio where I used to get attacked by hornets and bats. <laughs> Deb's knows, Deb's knows what's up. Uh, for like two bucks a month uh, to join the flight crew, and then you can, you know, if you want to help out more, four ninety nine for the Cosmos crew and Galaxy Gang for ten bucks a month. Uh, but you get cool little badges and you know some custom emojis and stuff. And I'm I'm doing some more emojis in the next few days, so I can upgrade that stuff for you too. So. We also have uh, Space News Pod, which is uh, spacenewspod.com, which is our website. Uh, you can get all the updated information about basically st- stuff on this channel. But will SpaceX go public in 2024? Uh, if you don't want to read that, the answer is probably not. So there you go. I did a little spoiler, but you can go hang out there and check that out. We don't have any ads on the site yet, so I'm just doing that as a, a free fund thing for people to check out with for more information. Um, Sort of like as a, a liner notes for everybody out there. So um, I'm not showing them on the screen, though. So there you go, Space News Pod. And there's we go. We got the members uh, for YouTube, and which is look at that. Look at that hair, man. Look at that hair. That's I'm like, what's going on with that? <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> yeah, a couple of years ago, man, I was being attacked by hornets in that room. It was insane. It was insane. Four, this is like a four-year-old video or something. I got monetized like right away. And then they were like, Hey, make a membership video. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> and then of course our Patreon. So, um, yeah. Cosmos crew, galaxy gang, space. Good. It just helps us continue. Like helps me continue doing this to continue to do this. So, and the merch of course. So yeah, thanks. Uh, I really do appreciate everybody out there and all the super chats and super stickers too. we have a bunch of members Um, so all the members, thank you and everybody else who's just here chatting today and seven hanging out. Um, yeah, that's cool. Thank you. Really. I really do appreciate it. Um, Phil says, I hope they're going to look at everything because if this launch is not going to be successful, the fourth launch is going to be further when they wanted or further away than wanted. Yeah, I think so. I think IFT3, if it goes real bad, really, really bad, um, Then yeah, it could be another, another four months, you know, so who knows? I mean, it could be, could be a bad situation at some point where SpaceX and NASA or SpaceX and the FAA are, um, you know, kind of, kind of butting heads, you know, and figuring all this stuff out because it's going to take a little while for them to figure out all this stuff. So it's another one of my favorite shirts. I got to buy one of these. Enjoy space. It's like a almost like almost Coca Cola. <laughs> yeah. If it goes, if it goes really bad, like if it doesn't make it off the pad, Ever Joe says, what constitutes really bad? Yeah. If it doesn't make it off the pad, that's really bad. So if, if something like that happens, uh, yeah. Uh, Deb says, too hot in the apartment and blinded by the sun. Yeah. The, so, <laughs> there, there is a stream of this somewhere. Um, like way back in the day when I started the channel and this is just like a little side note from SpaceX, but it is funny. Um, I was live streaming to, I think it was one of my biggest audiences ever. I think it was when a Russian booster was crashing back to earth. And I had this window over here in my old place. And there was a hornet's nest in the window, but they kept to themselves most of the time and I didn't want to kill them or anything. So I, like they just hung out in the window, (laughs) in the window and, um, you know, it was all sealed off and stuff. And like, for some, it's like somehow like hornets are scary to begin with because they're going to sting you and it's going to hurt. But somehow one of them snuck into my room, I started crawling on my window and like, you can see me in the stream go like, what? like, what's that? Okay. And there's a hornet over there i saw it and then it started flying towards me and it started it, like i you'd see me ducking like during the show and i'm like just trying try to keep my cool <laughs> so i don't like and i didn't want to get stung because if you get stung like in the neck it's the worst you know so i'm like my neck's exposed and my arms are exposed like, <laughs> so like the old studio where i was at with uh when i was doing this this thing um That's when I got like, I didn't get attacked by wasps or whatever or or hornets or whatever. I, um, but I was being like, I was being checked out by them. They were flying over my head and stuff all the time. So I was like ducking and stuff. And like, I I had a ton of people watching at that point, like hundreds of people, like probably a thousand people at one point concurrent viewers. And I'm like trying to keep my cool and talk to people about it. And like the stream went on for hours and hours and hours because that was like a wild, uh, wild time. So, uh, at one point you can see during the live stream that the hornet landed on my microphone and I'm like talking like mouth open, you know, like this and like, you know, and if the thing flies into my mouth, <laughs> I'm just, I'm done, you know, like what if a, what if a hornet bites you inside the mouth? Like that would be the worst or it stings you inside the mouth. That'd be the worst thing ever. How do you even like. How do you, do you go to the doctor and be like, yeah, I got stung in the mouth by a hornet, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I figured that part out, which is cool, but um, you know, oh, there's a, there's another thing that I want to tell you guys. Um, yeah. So this, this is kind of a big deal, um, but I, I don't want to give away too much. I don't want to divulge too much because it's not a hundred percent done yet, but there is a big change happening For way better, possibly in the next month. So that's all I can say for the much better, much, much better uh, than what it is right now for the channel and for me personally too, but for the channel. So stay tuned for that. I'll have more information about that in the members section of the channel. So members only for a little bit, and then it'll be released to the public. But there's a few things I have to finish up today to get that all situated And then i can divulge some more information so teaser uh yeah so some people know some people that are like og diehards know but uh, i have to get it out there in the public because it's gonna be it's gonna be cool i think you'll be pretty stoked because there will be more coverage from better places uh not starbase just so you know maybe starbase at some point but other places that are near Florida. <laughs> That's all I could say. <laughs> uh, Will's moving back to Starbase to squat in Hoppy. Yeah, I'm going to live in Hoppy. <laughs> that would be hot. That, that place is uh, Hoppy's metal. I know what that is. You'll become a Dallas Cowboys fan. Will. Oh no, it's not Texas. No, 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 it's not Texas. Um, but it is near other launches. That's all I can say. So there's, a, there's a possibility that that might happen as soon as today. So, um like just be finalized by as soon as the end of today so yeah not not texas but closer to the gulf of mexico uh and closer to another place that we all love launches coming from that's all i can say (laughs) that's that's it for now okay thanks everybody (laughs) i'm out (laughs) Greetings from florida will come on down bro yeah i'm i plan on going to Artemis 2. I want to go to an Axiom mission. I would love to go to uh, a crew mission, you know, crew I don't even know what they're at now. Crews 8, nine, ten, whatever they're at. Um, but any sort of SpaceX Falcon crew launch would be really cool. Starlinks are cool too, but there's so many of them like, I guess you could just go to like you know, Vandenberg at some point and just be like, well, I'm just going to like hang out for a day and then another Starlink launch is going to happen as well. You can go to like any place, uh, Pad 39 and be like Oh, SpaceX is probably going to launch today. See a cool rocket launch. So you could just like show up. (laughs) So yeah, that'd be cool, man. I would be, I would be pretty, uh, pretty pumped to go back to Florida on uh, El Hungero. Was going to live on the ISS closer to launches. Launches do go there, Uh, but (laughs) Florida's decent. If you can handle the Crocs and tropical environment, I don't mind the tropical environment. When I was in, uh, when I was at Starbase, is pretty tropical like subtropical very similar to when i lived in orlando like i lived i used to live um right outside of orlando uh, when i was younger and i loved it because it was really it was nice and like warm and stuff and i like that um i'm not like the best with heat but i can work on it you know i can work well with it because air conditioning you know whatever i'm from the northeast like today it's what 28 degrees or something here so like, I'm, it's going to be better than <laughs> like any sort of heat is better than like 28 degrees. So, um, let me get that off there. <laughs> let me get this off there because it looks weird. Um, so uh, yeah, some little bit, a little bit more tropical would be cool. So that's all I can say though. That's all I can say for now, but I'll let the members know first. And then, you know, uh, Patreon members and stuff too. So if you want to help out become a member become a patreon member you get a little bit of easy access to it early access and then um yeah i'll let you guys know what's up because it will happen soon just saying so also like thanks like legit thank you uh for your continued support means the world to me um yeah it's so cool i'm so i'm so happy to be here so that's it for today everybody I don't know. Do I have an ending screen? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Where did it go? Oh yeah, the thanks screen. Right there it is. Join the flight crew. There you go. Little uh, little flight crew up there. There's supposed to be two video. Like this is what it, like two videos are supposed to go over there at the end of videos. But there's no. This is live. <laughs> so there's no videos over there that's it thanks everybody i really do appreciate you uh take care of yourselves and each other and i will see you next time bye bye everybody see you thursday thursday at three o'clock eastern more starship bye bye